0: Okay, so, Matthew, I want to to find an excuse in this episode to, to somehow call it something about, like, Mac versus PC. Do you think we can do that? Easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, and part, part of the reason I wanted to chat with you is because, like, you're, you're a guy that knows computers on both sides. You know the whole world of computing. You cover a, a lot of products. Like, just numbers-wise, the amount of things you test on your YouTube channel is pretty pretty immense you go through a lot of stuff right
1: yeah i mean i lately it's just been laptops 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 and it's been kind of nice because of uh you know smartphones haven't been as interesting as they used to be so it, it feels like everyone's at home they're looking for laptops a lot of people are gaming now they're looking for like neat ways to hack their work from home setup so it feels great to just like review all these really cool laptop products and you
0: like lately you've also had more Mac stuff as well so now now i feel like we have more in common we can chat about it um, (laughs) we can be friends (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. well and okay so although i do want to you know get a little bit of a a beef going with mac pc i also want to say like my my position on pcs is that i love my memories of using them a lot i love the idea of integrating them into my workflow in ways that i don't right now mm-hmm. my workflow is you know almost entirely mac at this point i only kind of dabble into pc for random little things or to to test one out um but i'd love to kind of to just talk about the state of of both platforms right now how you feel about both of them and then we both tested out the new iMac 27 inch lately and uh, i think we we both have some thoughts on that and i think you'll have the more detailed thoughts on that than i will because part of the the perspective you lose on the Mac side mm-hmm. is hardware components, you know. Right, you only right. get to try what you're given from Apple and that's the that's the boring part, right? You don't get to swap stuff in and out, you don't get to build something from scratch. Um, whereas you have I think a lot more of like you see each individual part
1: yeah, I mean, like that's the beauty of being able to dabble in the PC world because, like, a lot of the Mac components that are inside the Mac are obviously the, some of the same components that are being used in a PC. So when you have the when you're able to like really get down to the nitty gritty and test out these components and see how they affect the rest of the computer, you get to see like a, a different aspect of it. Um, some people will call it enthusiast. Um, I think it's it, whether whether it's enthusiast or not. I think it's a good way to educate yourself because you know how your computers working. Um, some people don't care because at the end of the day, these are tools. But um, it gives you a different perspective. Like It gives you a different perspective on, on how these companies work. Like Apple has always you know, had the goal of making things simple for people. Don't worry about upgrading this. Don't worry about opening that. This is what it's going to do. Just buy it. It's been optimized for, for these situations. You're going to love it. Whereas the PC, it's a little bit clunkier. Um, no matter how much these, the vendors try, Sometimes the finesse is just not there, but um, it gives some people the opportunity to expand further down the road.
0: Well, let's start. Let's start with the 27-inch iMac because it, it can give us some of the framework to talk about yeah, other it. specific issues. Um, first of all, how did how did you feel about it? Uh, you tested it out. You uh, w- which which model were you using? What did you have in your spec?
1: So um, Apple sent me the the most well, pretty much the most fully loaded uh, iMac 27-inch. It's the i9 the 32 gigabytes of RAM uh, um, RTX, not RTX, sorry, Radeon 5700 XT. You uh, got the RTX? Wow. I got got a very special uh, version, okay, (laughs) just for this video. No, but, um, which is uh, obviously an AMD GPU, and then, of course, uh, a one-terabyte NVMe SSD. So that's the fastest processor you can buy, and um, the big deal this year with the i9 compared to last year is that instead of having eight cores, it now has 10. So,
0: all right, So I, I think we both got the exact same review model. Yeah, like, I'm, sure, I'm sure everybody gets the same thing. So we're, I think so we're testing out something very yeah. similar.
1: I wasn't able to run. I, so
0: I basically like just kind of got the computer, but I didn't get to run benchmarks. How has it actually been performing for you? Because I haven't had that time yet. I, I basically just like set it up and got to do my first impressions.
1: So that's the thing. Like usually when I see an iMac, I'm like, okay, this is going to be tough because Apple's creating an all-in-one and all-in-one is in this like teeny tiny thin chassis Um, there's less space for cooling there's 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 less space for for it to breathe right and ideally like the thicker the body uh, the better the thermals are therefore the harder you can push a computer and I was expecting to go into this review to see like my custom pc just dominating it but um, in typical apple fashion depending on what software you're using um, there's optimizations to be talked about. So like if you were just to do your standard benchmarks, which don't always tell the full story, yeah, my, my custom i9 10-core PC performs better in Cinebench and, and 3D Mark Studio because it's using an RTX 2080 Super. But as soon as you start using specific types of software, then the story completely changes.
0: So specifically, I mean, the, the <laughs> one we all know, I think is Final Cut, yes. where we can see some pretty crazy differences right away. What else is able to take advantage of it in that way right now?
1: So um, I mostly tested the Adobe suite. I tested everything from After Effects to Photoshop to uh, Premiere Pro. Um, I saw it it beat out my custom pc which is using a similar processor or technically a faster processor by a little bit which was really impressive so that doesn't really come down to raw hardware performance there's obviously do you know why
0: i I, i'm actually surprised to hear that that in the adobe suite it was it was doing that well
1: so if you want i can give you um the the raw results from my benchmarks you can post it in your show notes but basically at at the end of the day it comes down to metal but mostly the amount of vram that the 5700 XT has. 16... 16 gigabytes, right? And for example, like my RTX 2080 Super only has eight. So when you're using stuff like After Effects, which is super VRAM hungry, and and you're performing these crazy renders, these long renders, which takes a long time depending on on, on what you're you're pushing out, um, the MacBook, the MacBook, the iMac ended up uh, slightly beating out the custom PC. Um, Same holds true with Photoshop. I mean, if you're just doing regular like, you know, touching up a photo or whatever, it, it doesn't make a difference what computer you use. But, you know, once you start like loading these images and processing them over a long period of time, again, that's where the VRAM comes into play. And I saw the the iMac, out the custom PC now. The only time oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, "Wow, that's impressive." So, like, it, it speaks to the GPU and, and and how the software uses it. And let's face it, Adobe is is terrible when it comes to optimizations. It's um,
0: driving me insane. Lately. Uh, I'm really thinking about doing a you know, can I survive without Adobe Video? <laughs>
1: Honestly, Tyler, I, I mean, think, not because I, I
0: dislike. I don't dislike Adobe. Right. I, you know, I'm never going to stop using Photoshop. Of course, but there's so there's so many things to make me attracted to other side and I've been using capture one a lot more lately as well so
1: yeah I'm, I'm in the same boat like I love like I love the functionality of the software I just don't like the way it performs and like this is a company who's like the joggernaut of like the creative industry you know they have all this amazing tools you expect it to work better and every day i'm like oh i'm just gonna switch over to final cut but then i'm like oh then i have to buy i have to replace all my pcs with macs and that's gonna cost so much money and then i have to like but i'm still gonna subscribe to adobe anyways because i have to use photoshop oh but maybe i can learn um what's that one on the ipad but also on the pc and mac it's um luma fusion no not luma fusion for editing the the photo one um start in a
0: oh uh Affinity,
1: affinity. That's it, right? Yeah, you know, uh, a buddy of mine, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with him. He uses Affinity now, and yeah. but you're still stuck to them. So it's like, what's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just happy to see, um, the iMac basically, you know, perform just as well C- compete. and compete. Yeah, I mean, compete. Yeah,
0: I just most of all don't want to feel like I'm giving something up when I use a Mac. Like I'm right. giving up performance. I want to be able to be at the same level,
1: and that's the whole point, right? You want it to be because, like, we know at the end of the day, like, you know, if, if you're pushing these things. Uh, you know, if it's just like raw CP performance, yeah, of course, my my custom PC is going to win out because the thermals are better. The story goes on, but you want to feel like you know you're you're spending all this money on a product, regardless of who the company is. You want it to meet your intentions. And and the funny thing is, like, even when I released my video, there was a bunch of comments of people saying, "Matt, this iMac is overpriced. Why are you buying this? These bezels are old." But if you actually take the time and break down the numbers. It's not too far off from my custom built PC. Like I actually ran the numbers, you know, the, the mm-hmm. fully spec'd i nine is about forty five hundred US or like ten billion Canadian, and then you have um, the custom PC, which is twenty five hundred dollars. But you add on a five K monitor that brings it up to thirty seven hundred. Then you add in the cost of buying Windows, keyboard, mouse, speakers, and then you're only really saving two to three hundred dollars on the PC. So. Yeah. It's it's not it's it like if you're if you're breaking it down on paper, it's 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 a it's a good deal.
0: It's a good deal. There are certain times when like Max have been good deals. Sometimes they are not oh, always. Sure. Sometimes they're sometimes they're a bad deal. Right. But this is a pretty decent one, and I think especially IMAX have always been a good deal because of those monitors as well. I agree. I I love that 5K. Like. There's the only other monitor I've enjoyed as much has been the LG the ultrafine display which I think is the same panels <laughs> as, as IMAX um, and you know I haven't I haven't had any high end professional monitors I, mean, I know there are like technically better ones or the, the XDR which you know I guess I, I played with it but um, I I prefer an iMac screen like that's what I would I want to use or that LG that is basically equivalent and um, I, I think yeah anybody that's not including that in the price equation is part of why they're misled and i think you know actually maybe i'm skipping ahead here and i'm getting to a bit of you know choosing between pc and mac but <laughs> i think uh th- there's a lot of people out there that are th- when they make that comparison they're like well but what if i don't want the expensive monitor you know i could if i'm doing the pc i could get all the same specs with uh you know a few hundred dollar 4k display I'm like well maybe you're, you might be kind of missing the point then <laughs> because because the nice thing here like wh- a lot of what attracts me to it is. You you you're getting a no compromise screen, which is uh, it's just such an important component to me. Like as somebody that you know, creates visual stuff, right? For a living, it's it's really essential. So
1: yeah, I mean, like, and, and even though that's it's the same screen from like eight years ago, it's still like one of the best screens you could buy. You know, like the yeah. the pricing I gave you with that twelve hundred dollar display is the same five k i five uh, k panel that's inside of the iMac because you can buy the LG UltraFine, but it's like this plastic you know, monitor, right? It doesn't have that, you know, beauty that's in the iMac, even though bezels are old at the end of the day. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you. Like a lot of people focus so much focus on the subjectiveness of a product. And like, yes, the bezels are big and it's the same design, but I still think it's a beautiful design. It's not like it's aged poorly. You know what I mean? Like I I still think it's a beautiful all-in-one. And when you're staring at a screen that close, you don't even see the bezels. Like you don't even pay attention to them. It, It disappears.
0: Yeah. From a practical standpoint, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the design. Like it's going to go down in history as having been a very, just a very successful design. It worked well and it will feel old once we have something new, of course, exactly. like the bezels will feel even bigger than they do now. But what 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 I talked about in my review is that if anybody actually needs a new computer to get something done, don't be afraid to buy this. This is like, this is the Pinnacle of the Intel Max. You know they've been working on this framework and this architecture for years and years, many years now, and they have really. This is like the time they sort of perfected it. I mean, and to me, even more so than in a let's say a MacBook Pro, because the the iMac just can they can throw so much more at it, right? I mean, it's got a better screen, a bigger screen has you know they can put more electricity into that big box. But let's circle back to performance a little bit too. When you're talking, I I just want to clarify something about the GPU. Sure. You were saying that uh, essentially the performance improvements seem to be coming from the additional VRAM. Right. That's only in the top of the line card. Um, First of all, if we didn't have that much RAM, VRAM, would it still be performing as well? Or is, is, is kind of all the performance coming from that 16 gigs? I
1: honestly I, I honestly think, because like these tests I'm running are, it's called, it's from Puget Bench, which is this like uh, company that put this test together, which runs like, you know, red files. It does all these 4K multicam timelines for mm-hmm. Premiere Pro. And then it does all these different types of renders where it pushes like these machines to its absolute limit. But specifically, um, would you see better performance if you had less VRAM? I mean, like, would the you case. have some? Yeah, it would be. It would probably, you know, be slightly worse or the same as the PC. Like, I don't see you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna see a big benefit because, like, other right. factors from the PC come into play. Like, you get better cooling, so your processors running higher for longer. Um, you know, does it does it favor CUDA cores? You know, like that's what happened with Premiere Pro. That's why Premiere Pro is so good on the iMac. I mean, on the on the PC because it prefers those CUDA cores. In fact, the iMac performed just as good as my macbook pro 16 which is very right. weird so like it, it just really comes down to the type of software <laughs> you're using and that's that's unfortunate yeah. for people who use macs and adobe premiere pro they're not going to feel like they get an upgrade with it but again no, in, totally. in all fairness like this is this this type of these types of tests are are really doing everything like if you're a youtuber like myself or, or whoever i don't think you're going to see that big of a deal you know what I mean? Like right. it's not going to bother you. Like the only area that I found that the iMac performed better in the PC was, um, scrubbing the timeline. Like it performed ever so slightly better. But rendering—it was just rendering. To be honest, it was just rendering in Premiere Pro that was slower than the PC. That's what made the score so low.
0: And I would also say, uh, not to, not like just about your test specifically, but in general, I think a lot of people um, maybe overvalue render times sometimes. I agree. That, um, you know, if they just look at, okay, if, you know, Final Cut can can crush Premiere in a lot of render times, but if your editing time slows down, you know, mm-hmm. like like you say, scrubbing the timeline, if you can't move back and forth quickly, yeah. that will cost you way more time in the long run in just getting things done. Or if you're just, like, waiting for a font to load, or a preview to kick in, or whatever those little details that you can get stuck waiting on are really what can eat away at your editing time. So it's super valuable to be able to go like keep moving through yeah. a project, um, and you know, unless until timeline uh, render speeds might like start doubling, which mm-hmm. can happen in some situations, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, if we're not talking about that, then um, absolutely.
1: I I mean, like with render times, it really depends. Like, are you working for a production house where you're like rendering 10 videos a day? Then yeah, then obviously it makes a difference to you. But if you're like me, who's rendering one video a day, it's not going to matter. But when it comes to timeline scrubbing, the most important things for Adobe Premiere, at least is um, more cores on your CPU and RAM, especially if you're working with multicam footage, Oh my God. RAM is like the number one thing to have. Like that's where you'll see the biggest. Regular RAM, not VRAM. Yeah, regular RAM. Sorry. Yeah, RAM RAM. RAM. Yeah, yeah, RAM RAM.
0: This episode of the Stallman podcast is brought to you by Paperlike. And they are actually going to be helping me do this next sponsorship read because I'm reading it off my iPad. And behind me, I have some very reflective windows. But Paperlike helps cut down those reflections, just like the nano texture screen of the 27-inch iMac I'm so excited about. So if you have an iPad, you already know how great it is to store your notes, drafts, and sketches Digitally, But sometimes drawing with the Apple Pencil doesn't quite feel as good as it does writing on paper. Paperlike is the iPad screen protector for creators and doers that lets you draw and write like it's on paper. Whether you're annotating drafts, taking notes, or sketching out your next big ideas, Paperlike can take all those things to the next level by reducing muscle fatigue caused by writing on a glass tablet and making your iPad feel just like a notebook. All while keeping the convenience of digital. Artists love Paperlike, too, because it optimizes to create the ideal amount of friction and the right stroke resistance for optimal accuracy. So instead of sliding your pencil around all over a glass surface, it feels like pages in your sketchbook. And unlike other screen protectors, Paperlike enhances your viewing experiences made with superior quality in mind. Paperlike never disrupts the experiences of watching Netflix or YouTube and the matte anti-glare screen and the matte anti-glare finish even helps you enjoy your screen time while you're out in the sun just like that nano texture display that I am absolutely in love with. Can they make a paper-like for a 27-inch iMac? And personally, those were the first things I noticed once I applied it to my screen was how it cut down that glare. That was just what I saw right away before I even touched it. I was just like, hey, those reflections that drive me crazy are gone. And I've kind of been really into that ever since using the iMac. But it also added that nice tactile feel of something a little more organic than you know the glass and metal that we're used to on our digital devices and even though this does feel a lot more like paper it's not going to make me great at drawing with my iPad but I've really been enjoying the scribble feature lately where I'm navigating with my Apple pencil and then I just start writing text into a search field and then it just shows up. This is coming in the new version of iPad OS. And it's already been getting me to use my Apple Pencil a lot more. So anything that makes that experience feel better is a very welcome change. So now it's time to go to paperlike.com slash stallman to get yours today. That's paperlike, like a, a paper.com slash stallman. Go check them out. And thanks again to paperlike for supporting the stallman podcast. So, where, uh, just to finish off on the GPU, where would you place it in? Like, how does it compete with? Nvidia's at this moment because there's a a lot of people on that either are Mac or PC users feel mm-hmm. like that's the biggest comp- one of the biggest hardware compromises specifically not being able to choose Nvidia graphics cards in uh, in Macs. How how is that? in reality um how much are we losing out at this point
1: i mean if, I, if this was like last year or any previous year then i would say yeah that's a really big shame that we don't get nvidia gpus but amd has done such a good job with their navi architecture that the 5700 xt performs really well like to put it in context for nvidia users it's about 10 percent slower than a nvidia rtx 2070 super or an RTX 2080 Max-Q in a laptop. So it's it's a really good GPU. Like this GPU, like I actually have a gaming video coming out <laughs> out of all things because like, you know, no one buys an iMac to game, but I decided to do it <laughs> yeah, anyways. You yeah, and yeah, sure. you, actually, that's where this video is interesting because you, you, oh, you can, okay. you can. Like I'm able mm-hmm. to 1080p, 1440p game on this iMac comfortably and I teach people how to hook up a, high refresh display to their iMac so they can take advantage of 144 Hertz. So that's cool. it's competitive. And look, I mean no one's buying an, an iMac to game, but if you're someone who likes to game but also yeah. works in the and industry. It's, it's
0: the computer that you have like exactly. Yeah, because that's what my situation is like. I'm I'm going to keep using a Mac but sometimes I want to play a game, and I'd like it to be able to do it half decently.
1: So yeah, and you're gonna be able to do this iMac like easily. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter what game comes to your well, mind. I promise you, you'll get good settings when it's even at high settings. So
0: I want to clarify. I mean, it, I know you understand this better than I do, but just for anybody listening, that like obviously at higher levels of like, there's some pretty crazy NVIDIA stuff out there, and you can't move into that area with the options available right now. Like, you can't. Th- there's some pretty heavy lifting 3D rendering that is just not going to happen on an iMac or an iMac pro. Yeah. Um, And I I do realize like this is, this is only competing with some of the very good consumer NVIDIA options, not stepping into the world of real
1: professional stuff. I agree. And the other thing too is um, like, you know, if you with P, the PC side of things, you also have the option to buy AMD processors, which are huge right now. So um, you can get more cores for cheaper, which obviously benefit you and those applications like Adobe and DaVinci Resolve that we're just talking about. So that, like just imagine like an iMac with you know uh, a Ryzen 3950X, which is like 16 cores and be the same price because the CPU is the same price. Like you just get so much more performance. So the PC side has that option. But again, at the end of the day, it's it's the tool that you prefer. You know, like I personally like the way macOS functions over Windows, but I like Windows because it gives me more flexibility to game, to be productive or whatever my situation is. Right. And I mean,
0: I'm just looking at the Apple uh, iMac builder on the website right now. And, and noticing, so you can't get the you can't access that Radeon Pro without getting the top of the line spec. So first you have to get the kind of the best, the best package and mm-hmm. then you can add it, which is kind of too bad. Cause it's like, and I've seen this from a few different people that have been talking about it, like anybody that's been running benchmarks, you know, uh, Max Yuryev was also doing some stuff right. that, and um, seeing that, that top GPU perform is what's like really exciting. Like, wow, like this is kicking butt. But then looking at the others, it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of what I would expect. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. So a lot of, I think a lot of the perception uh, or, or the feedback people are going to hear watching YouTube is like, wow, this is, you know, crushing certain PCs. Um, but uh, that's also like, you got to get all of the bells and whistles, <laughs> like exactly. you're buying kind of the exactly. best one. You can't mix um, and match.
1: You can't buy the i7 and get it yeah. with the, the better processor because like, you know, it it's relative to what you do right if you use davinci resolve for example to to edit video you can totally be happy with a 6 core processor and the 5700xt and have like really good speeds but you're kind of limited to the whatever configuration models that apple offers so what do you have like a,
0: a favorite build for this like where where do you think the the right balance for somebody let's say that you know edits some video but isn't doing anything crazy edits some photos but isn't anything great what's, what's like an average creative user is there like a sweet spot for buying this
1: new iMac? so i think for the average creative user let's take a look right here so if you have um i mean so you, if you're if the average creative user you definitely don't need the i9 like it's completely hmm. overkill like the performance good, good gain chance. you get from the extra two cores will maybe offer you 10 percent. like it's not huge um cool. i think for most people who are just using photoshop which is
0: that's an expensive upgrade, by the way. That's five. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the Canadian side, I think. Yeah. It's five hundred bucks just for that. So you're saving a whole bunch right there. And so I was also in my review, I was like looking for things to cut so that you could still get the nano texture class. <laughs> like what could you not do? So what what are some things we could save money on here?
1: Let's see. Um so we could probably okay, RAM, get the lowest amount of RAM mm-hmm. because that's upgradable. Yeah. That's like the one thing yeah, that has given us. So that gets the least. Okay. Um Hard I mean storage is is gonna be subjective because it depends on your needs, but I think, you know, with sure. two Thunderbolt three ports, maybe you can start off with let's say a one terabyte or even yeah, one terabyte that's, SSD yeah. or five twelve. That's my
0: recommended I think that's the sweet spot. Yeah. I think five twelve you can it's start running it. into some basic issues. I like think yeah, and I find like um you know, I store my Dropbox locally and that alone will take up I think I think it's like five hundred gigs right now. Right. So, you know, you can just get yourself into corners if you've only got five twelve even just with your apps. So yeah, I think one terabyte is a good uh
1: starting place for that. I agree, I agree. And then um I mean the the Radeon Pro fifty three hundred, if I remember correctly, that's like equivalent to Sorry, I'm so Nvidia because of all the laptops review, but it's equivalent to I think a sixteen fifty Ti or sixteen sixty, if I remember correctly. Don't quote me on that. But um, if you're not doing much of, um, I would say if, if you're using if you're using Adobe Premiere, it's not as important. You're, you're better you're better spending on money later on on RAM. Mm. But if you're doing something with let's say um, After Effects, you're going to want to obviously. You know, get more VRAM from the, from the from the GPU. But for the average creator, I think like, if you want to keep it future proof, you're keeping this for like five years, you probably want to go. Do they have an i7 model here? I'm trying to see here. Hold on. Uh, in
0: the, I mean, the, it exists. Yeah. Yeah, in the in the top spec one. Yeah, there's an i7. The okay. Eight core. I7. Yeah.
1: So I would honestly, if you want to future proof this for like the general creator who's going to grow into it, I would just stick with the eight core i7. I would go with um, eight gigabytes of RAM get you know mm-hmm. and expand it later on i mean like right off as soon as you get the thing in the house um yeah, yeah and then i would even you know one terabyte ssd like we discussed and then i would um, let me see the gpu options here hold on it's gonna load it up
0: yeah so i'd like to know about that so there's the radeon pro 5700 and 5700 xt and i don't know the difference of the xt that's your world
1: the the xt basically is um you get you know you get 16 gigabytes of gdr6 more memory so you're using that yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's just it's just more vram that's all it is so i think for most so the
0: xt the xt doesn't have its own meaning it only is in reference to the It might have
1: slightly i don't know i don't know how, how much faster the clock speeds are on 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 the gpu is but i think i think the it basically comes down to vram So you're just paying for eight gigs. So you
0: might so like you might be like pretty safe for a lot of work just getting fifty seven hundred with eight gigs. Easily.
1: honestly I would even even if you're gaming on this thing, you're not gonna see a performance difference jumping up to the XT. Like honestly, the only reason to get the XT is if you're if you're going hardcore into After Effects, you're crazy. Going crazy in Photoshop or, or using anything that can actually take advantage of all that VRAM, because hmm. even the best cool. NVIDIA GPUs are only rocking eight gigabytes of of memory. So, right, right. I, I think so. This
0: feels to... pretty good because then, like, yeah. you know, I'd say, okay, if you're editing video and you think you'll ever need it, you know, if if you ever might need the ten gigabit Ethernet, get it. Yeah. Even if you don't think you'll need it, I mean, it's only, It's it's a hundred bucks, which in the scale of things isn't much. Um, so. The the computer that we just built. I mean, okay, wait. I'm still. I, I'm pretty sure I'm looking at Canadian prices. Yeah, this is Canadian. Thirty seven hundred, ish. I got thirty eight twenty nine. Maybe we did something different.
1: Okay, so eight core, tenth gen, standard glass or nano? Did oh, you choose? Oh, let's
0: add the nano because that's okay. what I, <laughs> That's what I wanted to make room for here. Um, and I got yeah, eight so gigabytes f-
1: and then 50, at, yeah, 1 I terabyte gigabit Ethernet, and I got forty three twenty nine Canadian. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So. You know, I think like g- getting in for under five thousand for a like basically for an iMac Pro, right? Like that's great. Like I think this is a just I, yeah. I don't know. I've been really happy with this release. Like yeah, if you are, if you just need a, a workhorse that's just going to get things done for you for a long time for years to come. Like I don't know. I I I've been I'm just I'm excited. I'm more excited than I should be about like an old a very old release of an iMac. But they just, like, they did it right, you know. I I think there's a lot of really great choices in here. Not to say that I'm not excited for what's going to come after it, but...
1: Yeah, and I also think it makes more sense for a lot of people to buy the iMac 27-inch instead of looking at the iMac Pros, because those are becoming kind of redundant right now. Unless you need, like, all those cores, but I don't think most people do. I
0: definitely expect Apple to move away from the iMac Pro, you know, the Mac. Pro is the replacement for that. I just, you know, they were, if anyone doesn't remember, they released the iMac Pro because they had kind of made everything a little bit more consumer and just weren't going for that high end market anymore. I mean, they won't, they wouldn't describe it this way, but this is how I perceived it. Everything had kind of like moved down a little bit to just be more mainstream available. And then they had some meetings, obviously behind closed doors, then brought a few journalists in the room and said, guess what? We're going to make a Mac Pro, a real Mac Pro for Pros, and um, still release the iMac Pro. And I think already at that point, they probably knew like, okay, the Mac Pro's the thing. And we're just going to make iMacs good enough for Pros again, which that's fine. I mean, it's branding, you know, I hope I can still buy a space gray one at some point. So (laughs) (laughs) I love the color of the iMac Pro, but (laughs) but, uh, yeah, just for like usability, this is an awesome release. And if you're waiting for... Uh, if this is the kind of computer you need and you have a need for it this year, I wouldn't wait. I don't think that Apple silicon IMAX are coming soon and if they do, they'll be the smaller one. The rumors are I think twenty four inches. Um, but it's not gonna have the big beefy video card and I, I you know I predict it will not be competitive with this twenty seven inch Intel Mac and you'll be waiting much longer than fall 2020 if that's something you need. so.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, you know, ARM processors, you know, Apple's doing some crazy stuff with them. But like to have the kind of horsepower this, this new iMac has, it's going to take, take some, take some yeah, time for sure. It won't be the
0: first. It, even if they already have it kind of ready, they won't release it first. Oh, they yeah. will release no. the things that, they're strong points. Right? And because they just updated these, that's the clearest signal. I mean, if you needed a, right. a, a reason to know that it won't be updated soon. So the question is, do
1: you think they're going to release a MacBook... You think it's going to be the MacBook Air or do you think it's going to be like the Mac Mini since they already have like kind of dev kits going around? There's a little bit of testing Yeah. And is it
0: going to be like more... Is it going to be more than like one machine? Like, will they kind of only do like one or two different models to kind of test the water or will they, you know, get... Will they replace most, a lot of the MacBook line at first? Because, you know, there could be, yeah, like, you know, just a MacBook and a MacBook Pro. Um, But I could also see them holding back on the MacBook Pro for a little while because... Again, they don't maybe, maybe those higher end processors aren't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, that's the biggest question with all of this. And the reason that none of us can give remotely accurate predictions because we don't know what Apple can do in that more performance requiring area, like those more powerful uh, CPUs. We haven't seen them yet. So we don't know if they're hiding them under a table or if they, aren't ready for them so that will make a a huge difference in terms of when they
1: release what i'm super curious to see what they do with the gpus because like uh, you know like totally like are they going to combine like an arm presser arm like you know an apple silicon uh component with like an amd gpu or are they going to continue using their own um yeah will it be
0: like what they do on an ipad and iphone yeah exactly that's what i'm super integrated yeah um, and I am pr- I'm expecting that on the Mac Pro, the Mac Pro, it'll still they'll, they'll be able to use the like acceleration of an external GPU or a third party GPU, mm-hmm. but most of them will come with something that's integrated and it'll be really good. Yeah, I mean, because def- you know that the the lower end, the like the, the lower it is on the price point, they will not have a dedicated GPU. I agree, obviously. Yeah. So like, like the Mac I, Mini won't, and I bet the integrated GPU is going to be great. Because it already is on the phones and on the iPads, right? That's true. So I think you'll be able to like move pretty high up the ladder before you start getting something dedicated. And then I imagine, I just it's hard to imagine a Mac Pro that doesn't like that wouldn't that wouldn't be very pro. <laughs> so. Oh, for
1: sure. Oh, for sure. But this also closes a bunch of doors too. Like, I mean, obviously it's a good thing for Apple because they can shut down Hackintoshes, um, but it's also you know, not a good thing for mixed environments because I used to work in IT and I used to carry a Mac purposely because my environment was a film school and a design school. And being able to go back and forth between, you know, Mac OS and Windows was a must. So I think everything going forward is going to have to be used in some sort of uh, parallels application or um, maybe there's going to be some sort of deal struck between Microsoft and Apple because I know Microsoft is doing some sort of weird licensing with their ARM, Architecture, their Windows right ten coming up, so that'll be interesting to see as well. Yeah, I have no idea what they end yeah, th- up there's doing. There's a lot and, uh, up. <laughs> they're
0: not hinting, like they're yeah. not letting us know right now. Of We're course not. Very much waiting. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by GLAMA. As the COVID nineteen pandemic continues, nonprofit organization GLAMA, health professionals advancing LGBTQ equality, is raising vital awareness for LGBTQ plus healthcare workers who are risking their lives on the front lines. And the easiest way to show your support is just to head over to Instagram and check out the Glamour rainbow face mask filter. Just search for GLMA in the filters area, and you can instantly have a rainbow face mask on your face and join them in thanking these healthcare heroes. They're doing great work out there. So visit glma.org and follow glma.lgbtqhealth to find out more. Thanks again to Glamour for supporting the show. This is a great place to get into Mac versus PC and uh, take the gloves off. Yeah,
1: let's
0: Um, do it. So, I mean, my my story, uh, it was kind of similar when I was in school. When I was in college, that was the time that I switched away from Mac. Previous to that, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, I was using a Mac. And then I got a PC because it was cheap, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was going to college. I'm like, well, I I got some money to spend. I could either get just a Mac or I could get a PC and a video camera. Uh, like a camcorder. So I got both <laughs> and, uh, it was totally made sense at the time and it was totally worth it. And I really enjoyed building that PC myself and maintaining it and upgrading it. Um, I, like I loved it. It was a great experience. And at school, most of the computer labs, most, all of the computer labs were all Mac. So right. I was, I was going home and working on a PC and going to school and working on a Mac. Then I got my first job and they're like, well, what kind of computer do you want? And I was like, well, I've been using a PC. So, uh, get me a PC and, uh, kelly thompson who's been on the show a few times my old boss was like well no i'm getting you a mac and i'm glad he did because that that really like fully switched me back and then i started
1: buying them myself too do you think personally like this is just like a like, do you think your career your the way you work would change like do, you, like do you think you'd be doing something different or or your workflow would be totally different if you start well, yeah. with pc have you ever thought about that Yeah, I'd be fixing my computer a lot more. Um, (laughs) Ooh, okay. This is how we're going to start this. Okay. All right. Well, no,
0: I'd probably probably be experimenting more too. I'd be like using more interesting software that like I want to play with sometimes, but I'm sort of limited on the Mac side. Like, you know, I'd love to play with more 3D stuff. um, And then I would have more, I'd I'd probably always have a better GPU. Right. um, And that means that, you know, I could have been watching Blender tutorials and and playing with. (laughs) some experiments on that side they're like you know my macbook pro ugh, i'm not i'm not gonna experiment in that world because it's gonna take forever like i just i know what it's gonna look like yeah. it's already not great in after effects um you know there's and the, yeah there's all sorts of interesting things that like i probably would just be dabbling with a little bit more because that's something that windows and pcs lead to is a, a little more experimentation in certain yeah. ways uh you know like being able to do my own uh wait what do you call it the artificial intelligence face replace uh deep fakes right deepfakes. i'd love <laughs> to experiment with deep fakes um but you know i just i don't touch any of yeah. that because i'm on a mac so i don't
1: know this is the way i feel like i came I, for me it was the opposite like my family was a mac family my dad ran this uh you know this print company he used to do all the ads for loblaws and, and beaver lumber here in canada and everything for for print and my first computer was a mac but then my cousin was a pc enthusiast and he got me into building computers um At the end, there's something fulfilling about building your own computer because it makes you feel like you accomplished something. But the way I see it is that, yes, technically, I have more flexibility on a Windows machine, even though there's a lot more headaches sometimes. I have the ability to game. I have the ability to do whatever I want. I don't have to worry about limitations in terms of hardware. But the one thing that I love about Mac that I feel no one really, you know, no no one really emphasizes a lot is it kind of just pushes out those distractions, because like when you're sitting down, you know right, the capabilities yeah. of your Macs. You bought it for a specific tool. You don't have to worry about tinkering with anything. You're, you're, you're focused, and that's it. And I find that like when you have less distractions on your mind, you're able to to sit there and and, and create better.
0: I see I, always, I see that come at me as a argument against Macs oh, really? okay. Often like people well yeah it, from from the PC perspective, and I don't Mac users would all see this as a benefit. But what uh, you'll see certain PC communities say is like, look at that. There you go. Another Mac user that doesn't understand the computer that doesn't right. know what's what's inside of it. And, you know, you, you're not in touch with your machine. And I I can see that I get what that means from the PC side. I totally understand what the, where that emotion comes from. But um, what I think they aren't understanding is, is what you just described of how much I it's the same as, or it's similar to how certain people, you know, Steve Jobs was famous for this. Barack Obama mm-hmm. uh, will wear the same outfit every single day because then they don't have to make any decisions in the morning about what they're going to wear. Right? Um, there's a lot of people that have that have talked about this, and uh, people that are very creative and productive. And I can relate to that a lot. It's it's like this feeling of uh, this liberation of I don't need to be focused on what. Isn't the most important thing I'm I'm, I can do with my time?
1: Right, like these, like a lot of people will argue that these are just little things. But when you start having all these little things, you know, compile on top of each other, it becomes like it weighs you down. Even if it's tiny, like if it's repetitive over and over and over, then you have to like, oh, I'm going to do this to have to worry about this problem or or worry about that issue. And and in all fairness, you know, Windows computers are are not like they used to be in terms of the problems they sometimes have. But I, I hear that. Yeah, but. You know, it's it's just getting up and going with no distractions. You know, if nothing in the way, and that's the important. If I can thing.
0: just bitch and moan about the last time that I, I ran into some issues. That's here. So
1: the, the
0: last the last time was like setting up a new PC, which like you know I, d- I don't do that much. And I don't spend okay. that much time on them. But I was just like, uh, okay, you know, I'm just going to be using this for like I'm going to do some Resolve work. It's kind of like a B <laughs> computer. I'll be doing uh, maybe at a podcast on it sometimes right. and do like use it as a bit of a render engine. The fr- I spent. A good two hours, just trying to turn off this crazy reverb coming from nowhere What? that the oh sound card was applying. Yeah, the sound card was just like, oh, we're we're in reverb mode, right? Or like auto sound enhancement mode. And <laughs> I'm like, obviously, I never, ever would have wanted that. But you made it the default. Oh, my God. And, you know, it just took me... It took And just like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Because, uh, again, part of the issue when you're searching for stuff in PC, in PC land... Is there are more component? There are more different components that yeah. exist. So when you Google Google for search results, there's not necessarily as many people facing that same issue, um, and they may have had different solutions depending on their uh, hardware configurations. Yeah. So. The fact that that was kind of my like most recent reintroduction, I was just like, "Sounds like I an Acer So much or, time, or, or <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was an Acer. Was it okay? It's like it doesn't make it, you know it doesn't. This doesn't make it bad. Right, like, right, right I don't, right. I don't think this is means people shouldn't buy it. If okay. it still fits your needs. You should yeah. like, you know, uh, these are just like, this is why. I, this is why well, I'm here's the PCs. thing about
1: PCs, okay. Uh, especially with laptops i mean i've reviewed so many of them Uh, here's the thing like not not one of them is is perfect in every area like let's let's think about history in terms of Macs. like what did we really complain about it was keyboards we had keyboard issues and we had you can expand it like that was basically the biggest issues with Macs in the past like eight years or whatever with pcs you know you, you might buy one type of laptop but that laptop might not have the greatest keyboard but it might excel let's say in battery life there's no like Good all arounder laptop where I feel like when you buy a MacBook, yes, it's more expensive. Um, It may not have like the nicest design anymore because PC manufacturers have catched up, but everything like is still top notch. Like, I still use them as the gold standard for touchpads. I still use them to compare for the gold standard as sound because the speakers are so good. You know, there's better keyboards out there, but the keyboard is still great. I was
0: shocked when I started using different touchpads, like when I started experiencing more. PC laptops I'm like wait they only they all have bad <laughs> m- mouse pads here like the track pads are all bad is that really the case and I haven't come across one that competes with with a Mac at all have you tried the Surface um, Surface book I the the Go ones like this the smaller ones. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: Um, Not not the ones with attachable keyboards. But if you try a Surface Laptop, like the regular traditional one or the Surface Book, they're the closest you can get to a Mac.
0: All the Microsoft hardware is super nice. It is. It is. It is. So it feels so good. So I I I fully believe you on that. Um, but it's weird how many of them are just like off. But, but you're supposed to be the one saying all the nice stuff about it. Okay, here, that's it. So. Let's, that's it. All right, so listen.
1: <laughs> no, but here's the thing no, 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 but, here, Okay, here.
0: but like, like really, like why, why other than cost? Okay, What are some of the other like really important great reasons to go with Windows and a PC?
1: Expandability? Flexibility. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can basically do everything. So for example, um, let's just take let's just take podcasting, for example, okay. Um, it wasn't until recently you could use OBS on a Mac where it's always been a non-issue on a PC. Um, If I just want to get up and game, I don't have to buy a different computer. I can just use my Windows PC. Um, If I want to install Linux, I don't have to jump through hoops. I mean, even though technically the Mac is using Unix as a kernel. I mean, there's there's just that it's like it's like android you know what i mean like uh, you, you can you, you there's just so much customization in terms of of how you use your computer and and then like oh this component's not working okay i'll just take it out and i'll upgrade it i don't have to buy a whole new right. computer like there's just that
0: freedom how does that end up playing out in reality the the upgrade cycle cuz you know I, I remember what it was like for me but i haven't done right. it enough times like this was years ago um, does it like because it feels like you don't, you still don't end up extending the life of your machine mm-hmm. longer than you would have a Mac. So, like you just mentioned, five years is an upgrade cycle, which that's pretty, I think, common in, in the Mac world. Right. But do you end up having a PC that lasts seven years? Well, like that's does the it thing. actually
1: Like with the Intel processes that are out right now, like the, the 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 performance difference between like the last three to four years have been so insignificant um, that like. You could li- like I still have computers that are using second and third gen Intel processors, and the things that I mm. upgraded were just RAM, uh, more storage if I needed, or if I was using an old hard drive, I'd put an SSD and a GPU, and they st- and mm-hmm. they perform right. a- amazingly, which is something you wouldn't be able to do on a mac um now if right. this is your one device and, and you know you have a little bit more money to burn you might not care as much but if you're someone who's on a tight budget being able to just like upgrade your gpu and get really great performance in a game using an older cpu is like one of the best feelings
0: yeah no th- i think that's a lot of it too it's like even th- there's it's hard to argue with the emotion of feeling like if th- when you make that upgrade yourself and you're like wow this machine that was pissing me off last night because <laughs> it was so slow i just yeah. stuck a new card in there and all of a sudden it's screaming like that That feels really good mm-hmm. um so I, that's something i miss all the time from the mac world there's no like really quick way to just suddenly juice well I, I, although now you know apple's been embracing eGPUs a little bit more and right supporting them more widely so then at least we have that now mm-hmm. but um up until recently and actually by the okay sorry to circle back to it yeah no problem is this the so I think I saw somewhere that the Radeons that they're including in the 27-inch are the same or similar to what was in the Blackmagic eGPUs before uh, this. I don't remember. No, what was wait, and I. Oh, no, wait. What I saw? Okay, you know what I saw. This is this is pretty cool. You know, everybody should track down the, the Max Tech videos. But he was benchmarking um, actually the new GPUs in the latest 16-inch MacBook Pros, mm-hmm. and those were what were very similar to the. Uh, Blackmagic eGPUs, which is pretty awesome that all of a sudden the internal is competing with the well, were they actually getting similar performance, like the external GPU? Yeah, really yeah, yeah. And so I, the thing—I don't think it's the same number. I think it's that right. the performance was pretty similar. Interesting. So that's pretty
1: cool. Because like I've like I've I've run into, like I know even TLD for example, he's run into to problems where the GPU doesn't perform. Let's say using Final Cut. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's better that's to turn the off the GPU. Exactly. They're too finicky. That's the yeah. problem. And like.
0: Yeah. So I haven't bought one because of that. I'm like, yeah. and and for a long time when they first came out as well, a lot of pro- apps programs weren't we're even using them final cut like wasn't tapping the gpu when it exported it was like just using the internal and stuff like that so. like
1: when people talk about eGPUs, the only time i recommend buying one is if you're like if you're, if you're carrying let's say a macbook pro 13 or um you know any sort of ultra book that doesn't have an external gpu then i think it's kind of worth it but like to upgrade i don't know an imac or or a macbook pro 16 with an external gpu seems i don't know it just seems like a, a very expensive and not worthy companion You know what I mean? Just because at that point, like if you, if you need to upgrade to an external GPU, it's probably just makes more sense to sell your laptop and buy a new MacBook pro or something. So
0: here's another place that doesn't make sense in the, in the PC world for me is I, I don't see why people, I mean, except that you can sometimes save money, but the sort of like mid range is where I see it hard to justify going for a PC over Mac, unless it's the platform. Of course, now if you need windows, it makes sense. But, um, you know, when I, I get it, if you want like a gaming laptop or like a really you know high performance GPU inside of a laptop, hard to get that, or you're not going to get the same kind of thing on the Mac side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I can also understand the the very low end, the, like just you price is your whole concern. Um So then like, yeah, you have to go for a PC if you just, you know, you need the most affordable thing out there. Everything in between, I have a hard time justifying not getting a Mac. Am am I thinking about that? So, like, give wrong. me
1: give me an example of, like, an in-between Windows PC for you. Uh, the, oh, I'm going to get all the names wrong.
0: You give me you give me the example. Uh, what are the... Like, you take a Dell XPS 15, for example, okay? That's what I was trying to think yeah. of. Yeah, sorry. XPS 13 is, like, the, the perfect example of, like, the in-between.
1: Yeah, so the uh, Dell XPS 13 would be similar to a MacBook Pro 13 in terms of performance, yep. let's say. And then you would take the Dell XPS 15 or 17, and depending on how you spec it, it could be a mid-range laptop, or it could be... A high-end performer. So, like for example, mm-hmm. the Dell XPS 17, which is you know pr- really good computer, minus a few quality control issues, um, is cheaper, eight to nine hundred dollars cheaper than a MacBook Pro 16. But there's a lottery to play. Like Dell has ha- right. uh, this this roundup <laughs> has had a terrible quality control, especially Ooh, with the touchpads. Okay. Oh, I, I don't want to get into it, but it's too bad because this is one of the most beautiful windows pcs i've seen in a long time yeah
0: i mean it looks really nice and i know a lot of people that really like it a yeah. lot but i just when i see people that are are, are are choosing it yeah i guess i guess if if the price difference is significant enough then i still get it right um for a similar spec i just when i see some of the prices on the pc side sometimes they're looking kind of similar and then i'm like well n- now i'm a little unsure but but i also maybe i just can't relate to the people that really do prefer windows because it's uncomfortable for me right
1: i mean it depends what you're doing like if you're a developer like even if you even if you you're looking at a comparable pc it's i mean depending on the type of development you're doing it's most likely going to be better on the mac because you have access to that unix kernel which compiles code faster like i've done tests with this macbook pro 13 Mm -hmm. and it dominates like a lot of windows ultra portables just because Mm -hmm. of the way it's optimized right because of that yeah but like, it just depends on the situation you're in. You know, if you're, an, if, the mid-range market to me, honestly, is, is the upsell market. Like it either upsells you or it doesn't, right? And then you're kind of stuck in this like middle ground of making too many sacrifices. Because when you're on a tight budget, you already know what you're sacrificing. When you're in the mid-range market, you're like, oh man, <laughs> you know, like I'm right here. Should I just buy the more expensive thing <laughs> yeah, and right, just right. deal with it?
0: So, you end up right on the edge of high end, anyway. So.
1: Yeah. So, like, like take a mid range Dell XPS 15. You're probably getting a six core processor. It's probably gonna cost you fifteen hundred dollars, which is like a mid range price. Um, uh, you know, maybe you don't get a GPU with it unless you pay more to get the GTX 1650 Ti. So you're making sacrifices, right? Um, but then you you take a, a MacBook Pro 16, and then I don't know what the prices are on that, but you probably have to spend a lot more. Just to get a GPU, you know the proper. I just got to say, I
0: can't imagine how you hold so many specs in your mind at a time. It's Which, disgusting. Like, <laughs> there's things I know about a lot of different products, but usually I get to know those specs if I'm considering buying it. So yeah. I know a lot about all the things that I've either have bought right. or almost bought, but I find it really challenging to keep everything in my mind about stuff that I didn't didn't touch or you know or haven't personally used. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I'm just well, well, compliment. the thing is, like, <laughs> how do you well, do it? It's crazy. It's, so here, like, it's it's when you, I mean, obviously, I'm getting bombarded with Windows laptops, so you know, keeping the specs in my mind are quite quite easy. But you kind of know, uh, like, uh, as soon as you hear the price, and as soon as you hear the segment it's for, you you kind of already know what the specs are. So like, if you're looking at a high Windows laptop, you know it's going to be like a 10th gen, ten eight seven five H processor, which is like an eight core, right? If you know it's a budget laptop, you know it's going to be an i five. Um, 10500 or or 9300H from last year, you know. If you're looking at a budget seat, a GPU, you know it's going to be like a 1650 or 1650 Ti or if you're going mid-range it's going to be an RTX 2060 or RTX 2060 Max Q. And then as soon as you go to high range, you I gotta be gonna honest, be... I ha- I haven't heard anything you said in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I'm getting two specs. Anyways, the bottom line is it's just, like It's we... just
0: letter letter suit letter and numbers. Yeah, suit, so but,
1: I know uh, I know I'm getting to an enthusiast level for this <laughs> podcast, but like But that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's like people I'm don't amazed care, that you right? can like, hold it's... all that in your
0: mind at once. Yeah, Yeah. But it's valuable. You wouldn't be able to do what you do without it. Exactly. uh, I mean, like
1: when I when I review these products, I I try to stay in the middle. Like I don't I I, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Linus Linus who's who's amazing, he does a lot he's more hardcore enthusiast, right? Deep dive. Yeah. Yeah, deep dive. And and you need that. But I try to stay in the middle because like I know there's a lot of people who are watching my videos that just they don't care. First of all, well, so this and it's is too this much. This is a challenge. It is. I, I I run into
0: this too. Of like, okay, here's the problem: the people that are going to comment the most are going to get, and are good because they're angry because you <laughs> seem like you are too superficial. That may not at all be the biggest audience, and I don't know that for sure. This is a little bit. I just feel like most people that buy computers don't know shit about computers it's true and, you know they d- they don't know what all these numbers mean and they're like they're just searching google for mm. you know which p which pc laptop should i buy what what should be my first mac and i i did get a lot of those comments on a recent video because uh, the, l- the last video I had that uh, sort of like got like popped a bit and got some numbers was the first things you should do on your new MacBook. Yeah. So I got a lot of new Mac users there. And I really saw, like, here's how many people are out there that, like, they don't really know how to use their computer yet. You know, they didn't, they weren't really sure about what they bought. And there are so many people out there. And I think they are not going to get angry about, the way that you <laughs> represented uh, some, you know, GPU spec. Oh, for sure. And, and write a comment about it. They're just going to watch it and then go buy their laptop without having said anything to you because this isn't their... They're, they're not passionate about it. Same way that That's true. when I need to fix my plumbing, mm-hmm. I'm not likely to leave a comment getting angry about which wrench you used because I don't yeah. know anything about it. I just like I just needed to fix. I needed to know how to do this thing, so I watched your tutorial. Yeah, but I never comment on well, it. It's funny you mention that a lot because of like, there.
1: It, 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 like if. I, if, you, if I do an unboxing video, for example, and like I'm not your typical unboxer, like I will throw in some specs and I'll talk about some of the performance or whatever. I'll keep it simple though and I find that like more people are happy when I do that but then there's always that, like, like you said, a smaller, there's a smaller, more hardcore audience that wants like the more detailed review because like if you think about it, like the, the audience on YouTube specifically is between 18 and 34. So yeah, you have like the younger age who are probably like really into computers but then you have those like 34 year olds who just want you to like Shut up and tell them what to buy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <totally. laughs> it's crazy. You can't win though. It's the same as on the on the Mac
0: side. Po- posting Mac videos attracts PC users, and this is actually even more specific in the Android world. They're yeah. like Android people. I, I don't know who said this. So it's not my idea, but like Android people watch uh, iPhone videos. iPhone people don't
1: watch Android videos. I heard that. I heard that before too, and I agree. And it's totally true. Android like <laughs> and, uh, Android people are so toxic. If if you are if you are, let's say, for example, I didn't, I used to review Sony phones every single year. The Sony Xperia, mm-hmm. people would come to my channel just to watch my Sony Xperia review because I was one of the people who were reviewing them. I stopped reviewing them just because they pulled out of Canada, uh, Sony's mobile team, so I couldn't get units right. anymore. I would get people getting angry at me because I wasn't reviewing Sony phones. And if, and then if you review some other phone and you say something bad about a different phone, they start yelling at you because they're passionate about that one specific brand. But when you review an iPhone, the only people that I hear complaining are Android why would you buy this? It's too expensive. Oh, you can yeah, get yeah, this spec yeah. and that spec for for this much money. And I'm just like, just like, shut up. Why did you click on this?
0: Why are exactly. you here? Like, you are only here to say that. Exactly. So. They're just, you know, what it is. They're bored.
1: Maybe they're maybe they're just not having a good and, day. And
0: it's their, it's their sports. Too, exactly. You know, which yeah. like, I'm also, I'm not a like, I dislike sports. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you like sports, but like. I don't like sports culture. I don't like that about it. Right. People like will argue about it when they, they chose their teams arbitrarily, not even necessarily based on the city that they live in. I'm like, I just can't get behind that being angry about something so arbitrary. So when I see it in the tech world, I'm like, you guys are wasting my time and more time and <laughs> making the world worse. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: I mean I'm I'm pretty sure you just ignore those comments. You have to. Like I mean Yeah they're yeah, not really adding any value to your channel and just responding to them is just gonna like feel their fire for them to say something else that's gonna make you angry. It's just a waste of your time. Do you have any wisdom
0: to close out this segment, this uh this idea of like you know, why why should people buy what and um I don't know. Like, why should people buy what? I don't um, feel like we solved it. Like, what's the solution of uh, Mac versus PC?
1: There, you know what? I don't think there is a solution. I think at the end of the day, it, it comes down to to what you need to do to get the job done. Um, if you feel that the Mac is going to be able to do that for you, then buy a Mac. Maybe
0: I have a, I have a better way to wrap it up. Okay, because I have something more have more specific. Questions like, okay, so me as somebody that like mostly has a Mac w- workflow, um, can you justify a reason that like I could? I could like I want I want to have a big beefy PC in my world. What's the name of the company you mentioned a minute ago? The uh, P- P- Oh, Peugeot. Yeah, or Main Gear.
1: There's tons of them. There's tons. I of great, want
0: I want one of those. I want to justify that. Can <laughs> yeah. You, how could I like integrate that into my world and make sense of it, even while I'm using Macs as my primary machines?
1: Well, I think if you could. If you could find a way to grow into it, you could offer yourself a, a lot more expandability in the future, especially if, you know, let's say, you know, you're a podcaster. Maybe you're going to start streaming on Twitch, for example. You have a show coming up. I don't know. And then you yeah, can... I, you, could, I, could, I could do that. You could use your old Mac. I, I could stream this show. There you go. You could stream this show, and then you can have a second PC, which is Windows, taking care of all that for you. It's a lot cheaper, and I think it'll last you longer because you don't need as crazy hardware to do it. And that could be, be a, a good solution for you. Um, but besides that, like... I mean, you know, it, at the end of the day, if it's working for you, then there's there's no reason to change, you know? Like, there just isn't. It's whatever makes you I happy.
0: I probably won't. I'll never be the person posting the why I switched video, just in case anybody's <laughs> waiting for me to Look, that. Look, in,
1: in a perfect world, I would, you know, like... I, I can't favor one over the other. I like them both in their own ways. Totally. And, you know, if if, if I could, I would run all max and then just have a gaming PC. But because I use Adobe Premiere and because I game and because I I have two a two PC stream setup, I have to live in both worlds. So for me, I oh, uh, just love it all. <laughs> that's like, that's part
0: of the thing I wanted to just touch on before we wrap it up too, is is that, th- that um, experience of choosing the software and that there are pluses and minuses from it. So... I'm now I'm now in the Final Cut world, and I was it was using I, I went from Final Cut to Premiere back to Final Cut. That's actually I guess in the same way that I did uh, PCs, but at right. very different times. That was all on Mac, um, but the th- there are advantages in both directions. So living on Final Cut right now, I'm completely experiencing the beauty of of the optimization. Exports are very fast. Playback is always very fast. It's everything is quick and responsive uh it crashes less it does still crash it's right it's totally everything not crashes perfect yeah. yeah it's like there are there are issues there are still bugs mm-hmm. there are still some things that it doesn't do as well as premiere for sure um but yeah overall i, I, I love that i love that experience it's smoother um right. and i get more out of my hardware mm-hmm. what i miss what i really like about the premiere or the if you live with the whole adobe suite is that you can move back and forth like you could have a giant amazing pc at home and then uh be on the road with your macbook that's exactly what i do move those files back and forth yeah Yeah. like that sounds pretty great that's what i do when i travel the macbook pro 16
1: when i'm at home on the pc and that's it you know cool and it works and it works that's all that matters
0: uh yeah so i just wanted to close that circle and then i want to talk a bit about I, I don't know how much i didn't ask you how much you care about this and i don't think you care about it as much as i do but i want to talk about some of the new cameras okay because sure. I, I keep bringing it up so i gotta at least um, update some of the things that have happened lately because uh it's just been such a crazy year for camera news like are you have you been following it at all i have i have i mean the
1: the canon was overheating then apparently there uh there was a lie about the temperature check or something and then
0: (laughs) okay so let's let's sum that up a little (laughs) okay Uh, and i shouldn't go too in depth because i'm sure it'll have moved by the time most people hear this and that's why i don't even want to get into the news too much about it because it's like it just keeps moving fast and it's weird it's but that that's why it's so interesting like usually camera news isn't this like weird uh, usually it's just like, oh yeah, the camera came out. A bunch of people bought it. Fanboys from either side fought about it, but it worked well. So the the development was that um, EOS HD. I? Yeah, he uh, did some tests with thermometers and getting feedback directly from the sensor of the temperature. Mm-hmm. And basically, it looks like the camera is doing time is using time as the metric to force you out. Because of overheating. It is not how hot the sensor is. It is the camera deciding like, ah, oh, you're you're out of time now. You've used this camera enough. Um, you're you can't use it for wow. a while. Which is like, okay, but and, and before before I let anybody get too outraged, my take on it is first to give the benefit of the doubt to the engineers at Canon because I always feel like when you have hobbyist engineers weighing in on the internet saying like, look, Canon designed this so poorly or Apple has no idea how to design an iPhone. If they had just put the battery two inches higher and use the, these components, it would run mm. faster. And I'm like, you know what? The professionals in these companies have their jobs for a reason. And I'm, I'm just more predisposed to, to, to trust the world-class c- camera engineers at Canon that are designing some of the best cameras in the world Th- they understand it better than any of the hobbyist engineers or you know professional engineers that don't work exactly in that field right i'm going to lean towards trusting that the people knew what they were doing and that probably it was more of a pr mistake that like the, the, the way that the feature is read on the screen, the way that the feature feels to use or how it ends up as a user experience, it, it was more of a user experience decision that they thought would have the right consequences mm-hmm. and that would be best for the camera. Like, I do think they were trying to do the best they could and made a big mistake that they didn't realize how bad this would look. And so it is
1: still a mistake. I think, mean, yeah, it's probably just a proactive approach, probably. Yeah,
0: I mean... I don't know. It looks bad. It does look bad for <laughs> sure because it's There's all over the no place. Idea. But what can you do? Uh, right. they're gonna and and no matter what, it is bad because Canon's gonna be fighting this reputation for a decade, oh for God, years. Like it's gonna it's gonna look so bad. And Canon was traditionally not the one with the reputation for poor quality. Like <laughs> for, Sony. Sony is yeah. supposed to be the flaky ones, and Canons are supposed to be old reliable. <laughs> That's not good. That's so not good. I just good. don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Um, are you watching the
1: Fortnite versus Apple stuff?
0: Oh, not closely. So, it, yeah, it just kind of came out and I yeah. I saw headlines. I haven't oh dug into it. That's another, but I guess it seems that's like, another
1: podcast probably, but it, it's... it's
0: is to, it like, obvious who's right and wrong yet? Well, or I mean, look, you know,
1: <laughs> this was obviously planned by Epic Games. Like, they come out, uh, uh, you know, they come out in one day with this whole promotional uh, video showing how Apple is this, like, dystopian company trying to, you know, control their, a market... Eh and take money from people or the developers and then they have this like video about it that's like literally live streaming 24 hours a day on twitch and youtube and then um on the same day they also sue apple for a uh, right. civil rights movement not asking for any money or anything just just rights to to be in the app store but it's just so mm-hmm. weird like this was obviously planned you know microsoft had their issues then yeah. epic games comes out and then spotify releases a memo about it saying good for you epic games like this is just it's obviously, they're doing this to take advantage of what's going on in the states in terms of these antitrust he- hearings. So, yeah, for sure, it's it's a mess. And
0: yeah, just like there's been all this like, um, you know, bad sentiment about the App Store lately. Right. And I think I think for some of the earlier, there are good reasons to be really frustrated with the App Store right now. Like some of some of Apple's policies with it are coming from the wrong place and have the wrong results for developers like are only bad for developers and then also bad for users there are a bunch of those things um my impression so far of what fortnite is doing is yeah it seems like they're taking advantage of that oh for sure uh, Neil patel was tweeting that like the, the lawyers they have on board are the ones that have won some very significant cases recently so they probably know what they're doing and probably yeah. um yeah i don't know mm-hmm. anyway i'm not i don't want to get yeah, to it yeah i don't get I don't to it but i just thought i mention it, yet, it
1: since it was the news of the week but that, that, that was that was pretty crazy yeah it
0: is okay and then so my my personal news of the week too okay this isn't this isn't new years news yet but i'm gonna follow up on it later so i've been i've been going really back and forth between like okay is the canon the next camera that i need the r6 or r5 or is the sony a7s3 because they are all so good and you know i've i've all this canon glass i prefer using a canon there's a lot of things in the past that have really bothered me about sony's that i've shot on because i shot a lot of videos on sony mm-hmm. um you know the, the quality the quality is great feature set's amazing usability sucks yeah um and the the lenses have they some... changed the menus
1: though maybe that'll help i don't yes. know yes yeah
0: no they totally <laughs> do. oh no yeah. like so much credit to sony for what they did they really <laughs> they they read the room perfectly and and released what most people want what i've started thinking about lately and I'm am, am going to be testing this week is the new Red Komodo, Ooh. which have you taken a look at it?
1: Uh, yeah, I know someone who has it. They love it. Uh, my friend, you know, Justin, yeah. he has he just bought one too. And right. He loves the size. Oh Yeah, yeah, he so loves
0: it. I've never, yeah. Justin gets all the best pro gear. I've never had any of these like super high end. I've never had a Red. I've never even <laughs> shot on a Red. I've, I've yeah. used an Alexa, but I haven't shot a Red. Um, so to me, I just like, I wasn't even looking at that world, but mm-hmm. uh, a friend is getting one this week that I'll be able to have some access to it and test it out. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to do a YouTube video about oh, that soon. It. Um, but I, I, I just started like looking at the feature set. I'm like, wait a minute, why am I not looking at this? You know, it's like, it's only moderately more expensive. You know, it's it's like twice as expensive yeah. as the A7S 3
1: But for a red, I, I that's good. About, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, good for it's, a red. And it's, it's small. It's still a really yeah. good
0: price. It's 6K. It has a global shutter, which if you don't know what that is, it um, it's sort of an expectation for... Like Hollywood, you know, it, it means that each frame is taken independently, and you're not going to get most of all, you'll never get any of that warping, uh, jello frame as you move the camera left to oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Um, so it is a red sensor, it's a red can, it's a professional sensor oh, so with tempting. more dynamic range than a C200 or a C500. Um, and I'm like, why am I not looking at this? And then it takes Canon lenses. It takes CFast cards, which I already have. Whereas if I got the Canon R5, I'd had to buy these new, ex- very expensive, very fancy, hard to even get CFast card or CF Express. Um, Tyler, I hate and, to
1: say it, but I think you already made your decision. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. like So
0: now I'm going to take it for a spin. Like, Of yeah, course, there could be just something I hate about it, maybe, yeah. right? Uh, the the biggest thing, the thing that I, I, I won't, know about is like no 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 i was about to say no autofocus yeah, um that's standard unproven right. autofocus yeah they're just getting they, they are doing it which i actually didn't even know until like i started digging into this but yeah they're they're trying to do it they are hoping to release face detect in in, in a firmware update oh, wow. which all of that leads me to think like okay don't put too much confidence in it because it'll be a beta and you know it'll take a few years to straighten that out but it's using these canon lenses with great autofocus um I think the only way drawback know, like, is like, you
1: have to buy tons of expensive accessories to attach to it. Because I know red accessories are really expensive.
0: Yes, but but that also got a lot better. So oh, what's okay. that other company called? Yeah, GDU. So Jared from Red also started um another company that is making uh accessories for Red. I'm just trying to remember if it those are the letters. Yeah, uh yeah, GDU. Um so they're they're making accessories as well and like it's not you, you have to buy a lot less of them. You don't have to buy the red uh, batteries anymore, mm-hmm. which like that was super expensive. The the Meg cards, you'd spend like a thousand bucks on one memory card that wasn't that big and wasn't doing anything very special. Now you're using, you know, just generic third-party memory cards that I already have a few of and I only spent a few hundred bucks on. Oh, that's good. Uh, it's using Canon batteries that I already have two of for my C200. I think it's the same one as the C200. Um, there's just all this stuff that's like, oh, wow. Yeah. It just got so much more practical and affordable to get into a red ecosystem and still have hopefully all the quality of this red sensors
1: i think you need to do a a7s3 versus red komodo video oh, well if, if I, I, I had an a7s3 it. i would <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah anyway i mean we're, we're very blessed this year there's a ridiculous amount of uh, great cameras coming out oh, but anyway sure. i just want to throw that out there that like now now that's in my head too so i thought i was just going oh. then the issue for me is then i don't have like it's not a hybrid right so it's mm-hmm. not gonna shoot any stills right so i
1: don't know that's true yeah, I know. Check it out, man. It seems like a a lot of people are going crazy over it just because of the size alone. So, it looks very promising. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's been it's been
0: a bad year for the world, but a very good year for tech. Yeah, definitely. Know. Which is yeah, weird, it's been, but
1: it's been very hey. very weird. It's good for us, I guess.
0: Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. And uh, I'm glad that you came on. Um, Where can people find you everywhere on the internet? Because you do a a lot of good things that people should definitely be watching.
1: Yeah, so um, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Moniz. And of course, on YouTube, Matthew Moniz1. And I also want to make a huge announcement today. Rick Astley followed me on Twitter, so I was Rick Rolled <laughs> by Rick Astley himself, and it's the that's the best thing I have to say. That's true. I don't know if I
0: want to go check and follow that up. I'm going to take your word on that one. <laughs> it's true, but true uh, story. but don't, but yeah, don't take my word on uh, on his great content. You should go watch it for yourself. Thanks again for coming on, man Thank you.